Welcome back to Pulse on the Market. I'm your host, Jaden Vrains, founder of Vrains Capital. And I apologize for not coming out with an episode yesterday. Life got in the way, but we're back at it today. And let's get right into it. we got a lot of good news stories and stock updates along with crypto. So stay tuned to hear all about it. The Dow is down 0.35% today. The Nasdaq is up 0.23%. The S&P is up 0.05%. And the small caps are up 1.09%. And we have the 10-year yield, or the, the yeah, the Treasury yield up 0.14%. So today's been an interesting day. Not not too much is going on in regards to just individual stocks, but the Dow and the S&P, we see that there is another inefficiency in this correlation between them, and that is due to the Dow being less heavily, uh, like the makeup is less technology, whereas the S&P and the the Nasdaq have more technology percentage wise. And so when technology does well, such as Nvidia or AMD or companies as such, then we see that the S and P and Nasdaq typically have a better, yeah, a better change in their price. Whereas the Dow is less affected by that. All right. So some news reports, Berkshire Hathaway, this was yesterday. So Warren Buffett honored the late Charlie Munger, who recently passed away in Berkshire Hathaway's annual letter and they also re- reported a record 167 or 167 billion dollars in cash that's what they have currently which on my standpoint from my standpoint as an investor i see that as a bad thing for the market especially because if warren buffett has that much cash on hand that means he's not deploying his capital somewhere in the market he's not he's holding on to it for in case of a recession or in case of being able to buy it back or just buy assets later down the road for a lot cheaper. And so he actually said that he doesn't see any companies that have, that will have eye popping performance that, that fit the criteria for Berkshire Hathaway. And so he, he's very cautious and this is the, the Oracle of Omaha is, is his nickname. And so if he's concerned, I, I will definitely take that into consideration and, and analyze the markets and, and be a little more cautious. So we'll have to see. We have news on Reddit. So Reddit, uh, so they're going to be public pretty soon here. And they plan to offer 75,000 of its most active users the chance to buy shares at the initial price. So this is this is typically a privilege for major investors, but they want uh, they want to enhance community loyalty. So they're giving their best seventy five thousand users the chance to buy those shares at the initial price. I think that's cool. They're benefiting the users, and they just want to create that that community that will stick with the platform and help better Reddit. So a little news on Lunar. So they're the ones that ha- that they're intuitive machines. L U N R. And their stock plummeted over 30% after its moon landing. I, I believe it went down under 35%. That's because the little the the rocket tipped over or whatever. I, I don't exactly remember what it was, but let, uh, let's take it. So their moon lander. So it continues to send back data even though it tipped over, but the solar panels will soon not be exposed to the sun. So it'll soon not be able to function. And the company stock dropped over 35% on monday so just due to this tip which is not a good look for for intuitive machines and the technology and one small error like that can cause a huge sellout in their stock and that's exactly what we saw happening 
Samsung is creating a cool health ring. So it's similar to the to the Aura rings. I don't know if you guys have heard of that, but they're developing the Galaxy Ring. So it's a lightweight wearable that focuses on ambient sensing for comprehensive health insights and expected to come out later this year. And I I love technology such as this and it'll provide better health insights and it's just a ring that you wear. It's it's stylish. I like wearing rings and also it'll give you valuable health insights so it'll keep you healthy and you'll be able to know especially just like with blood pressure with blood sugar whatnot i don't know if their ring's gonna have that but i know there are rings such as the aura ring that really give you good insights even how you're sleeping how you can improve it so that's good news for samsung carvana surged 30 percent over 30 percent on friday after the company reported its first ever annual profit this is big news for carvana and so analysts are upgrading the stock. Let's take a look here at Carvana. And I have it pulled up right here. So yeah, wow. So they saw a huge jump. So their reported revenue was, uh, let's take a look here. So it, it shot up from 52 all the way to 80 now. It's currently at 78, but it shot up to 80. So it went from 50 to 80. That is a huge increase. And that is because it's their first ever annual profit. And that's big news for the company, especially profitability. Investors love profitability. So this is huge news. Some other big news is oil. So so there's there's been a dip in oil. And this is typically a sign that the U.S. Federal Reserve is in no rush to cut interest rates. That's why oil dropped. And it says that it says here that the oil prices slipped a little on Monday amid speculation that stronger than expected inflation could delay cuts to high interest rates that have been capping growth in global fuel demand. So Brent crude futures were down 20 cents or 0.3 percent to $81.42 a barrel at four. Yeah. And the where's it at? The U.S. West Texas Intermediate Crude, which is WTI, their futures were down 13 cents or 0.2 percent. So this this means that Brent has lost about 2% and WTI fell more than 3%. And so this is just because the Fed is not planning on cutting their interest rates. And it's proof that there's no rush for them to cut them. So not, not super good news. It's good news for us as consumers because gas prices will fall. And hey, can't complain. Our, our, stock is start, our, our gas is starting to get above $3 a gallon again. I want it to drop back down to those 280, 270 ranges. That's the best. We love that. All right, let's take a look over here. So Macy's is planning to close 150 stores. It is brutal. It's a bloodbath out in the retail industry right now. And it is just very difficult for companies like Macy's to excel and to be very profitable. So that's about 30% of all their locations. So this this will take place over the next three years. So it's not immediate. But they're going to focus on enhancing remaining locations, the ones that they they'll still have up. So they're going to yeah, and expanding their Bloomingdale's and Blue Mercury, and so this is a play to become more profitable and just to enhance the the store in general. So they gotta they gotta make sacrifices. So they'll be cutting 150 stores. All right, Microsoft announced a new 16 million dollar investment in the French startup Mistral AI. And so the EU, though, is, is concerned. So they're already investigating the deal to assess competition concerns. They don't want it to be too overpowering for them to team up like this. So the EU is, is investigating this deal. All right, let's see here. So the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, is suing to block Kroger's and Albertson's 
$24.6 billion merger. They were trying to merge. That would have been huge for, yeah, just in the grocery store sector industry. So they're, they're arguing it would hike prices and harm competition. So, I mean, this, this deal would increase the prices they'd be able, because they have, they'll dominate the competition more. So they have more control over the prices. And so this merger creating a 13% market share against Walmart's 22% faces tough scrutiny amid rising food prices. So this is not a fan favorite because we don't want higher prices for groceries. We already, we already pay enough for our food. We don't need to pay more, please. All right. So zoom had a solid earnings report. Poor zoom though. I was looking at their, their charts and they were hitting highs let me pull it up. So back in like peak pandemic, they were hitting highs of like 400 to 600, I believe. Yeah, let's take a look here. It was at 590. So and now it's a stock that's at a mere $65 a share. They're at 4% today because they had a decent earnings report. So they reported 1.42 and the estimate was 1.146. So that's a surprise of 24%. And the revenue was 1.14 billion. And their estimate was 1.12, so that's around 1.5% surprise. So that's 17 million, and so performed. I mean, better than expected. And we saw it on their stock price, so it's up four percent. It's just one of the stocks of yesteryear, man. I mean, they they peaked and they were there at the right time for COVID, but there just hasn't been as much of a need for it, especially with the pandemic already being lifted. All right, let's take a look at crypto. So I don't know if you've heard the news, but crypto or Bitcoin in, in general spiked over 11% yesterday or just today, sorry, to 40 or 57,000. So we saw a huge rise very quickly and demand is increasing for the spot ETFs for Bitcoin. I saw they had, they had billions and billions of dollars in those spot ETFs. And I believe Bitcoin hit a peak of 57,500. So these are numbers we haven't seen since 2021, 2022. So this is good to see Bitcoin back to where it was before. And this affects stocks such as Coinbase. Coinbase hit over $200 per share. And I'm kicking myself. I sold it at $125 and still made a little money on it. But man, I could have made a lot more. Theoretical losses hurt. So I, I should have held on, especially with because I was bullish on Bitcoin. I don't know why I didn't hold on to Coinbase because I knew that it would affect Coinbase directly. It also affects companies like Riot and Marathon, and they're not doing super well right now, uh, surprisingly, but they were doing well. I believe it was yesterday. Yes. So they I mean, they've still been doing well. Just in February 24th, it was worth $10 a share, Riot, and now it's up to it hits highs of 18 so, I mean, this isn't the best we've seen from these stocks, but they are doing, they're performing very well. All right. Super microcomputers is down 2.6%. NVIDIA is down 0.2% at 788. There is strong speculation that NVIDIA might pop, that competition is going to swarm them and they're, they're going to be overvalued and see a pop in their stock price. I don't know if that's true because they're they're going to continue to innovate. They're going to continue to to incre- increase their s- supply, and I don't see it going away anytime soon. I wouldn't be surprised if it, if it shot up if <coughs> the market continues to hold out and not tank in general. Then I think that it has a lot of potential to stay where it's at or even increase higher. All right, so now we see that the S and P is is almost flat. 
And same with the NASDAQ, only up 0.16%. Pretty flat day in general. All right, so news on Japan. So their core inflation, consumer inflation, rose to 2% in January. So that exceeds forecasts. And But this suggests a potential end to negative interest rates by April. So I don't, I don't know if you guys knew this, but you can have negative interest rates. Why would anyone do a negative interest rate? Let me tell you. So, <coughs> oh, my bad. So, when, when an interest rate is below zero, financial institutions may be charged for keeping excess reserves with the central bank. And basically, what, what these neg- negative interest rates are doing is they're encouraging borrowing and spending rather than, rather than saving. Because you can't really save. Because if you do, you're losing money if you're trying to save. So, and borrowing and spending is encouraged. And <clears throat> this aims to combat just deflationary pressures, boosting boost investments and support overall economic growth. So it's really just a, a booster there. And so that that's why they do this. And there are some negative side effects if it doesn't turn out very well. So it can affect the profitability of banks, create concerns about the effectiveness of monetary policy and just pose challenges for pension funds and savers. But basically all you need to know is that encourages borrowing and spending and just spikes economic activity and it's supposed to boost the economy. So, in case you've never heard of that, of negative inflation rates, it's kind of cool. I think it's cool. All right, so Workday, man, they had some, they had a positive earnings report. Let's pull up their stock right now. So, I believe they had a had a whale of a day. So, they are currently, or no, they had a good earnings report, but they had a bad day. Sorry, I got that mixed up. So they are currently down two percent, around six bucks a share. So if currently trading at one three oh one point five four. Their estimate was one point four seven two and the reported was one point five seven, so they beat that by seven percent. And for revenue is one point nine one for estimate and one point nine two for reported. So around point two percent. And so yeah, I mean they did as well as projected, but what I like a lot is their year over year for revenue and earnings per share. So the revenue of 1.92 billion which beat it by only 2 million but they're up 16.7 percent year over year and the eps of 1.57 is up almost 60 percent year over year and they beat that by 10 cents a share so that that is impressive i mean 60 percent year over year for their eps those are good numbers that is that's double digit growth right there and i I like to see that from an investing standpoint uh lows the revenue is down 17% year over year, but their EPS is up 12%. Bank of Montreal up 17% year over year, but their EPS is down 21.67% year over year. They're not being as profitable. <coughs> AutoZone is up 4.5% year over year and on their revenue and their EPS, which was 28.89. That's a huge EPS. Oh my goodness. is 17.25% year over year. So let's check out the stock of AutoZone. Their stock is AZO. That's their ticker. And wow, yeah, it's trading at 2900 So they haven't split in a very long time, I believe. I don't I don't remember the last time AutoZone split. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure that out. That's probably why their earnings per share is so high because they haven't done splits like this and their stock price is 2900 So obviously it's it's skewed. That's why you can't just look at EPS because you got to compare it to something. It's, it's compared to what? So, but they're up 5.75%, $160 a share due to this earnings report. That was very positive for them. All right. I don't know if there's anything else 
So Salesforce will be reporting Ag- Agilent Technologies, Snowflake, and which I believe is a member of the DAO. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. There's Autodesk, Dell Technologies. So it's not bad. We still have some companies that are reporting pretty soon here, but not too excited for anything. I am Salesforce. They're projected to do 10 percent. Ten um, percent higher year over year in revenue and thirty four point five two percent year over year in earnings per share, so that'd be nine point two three billion and two point two six earnings per share. So that's not bad. I'm excited to see. I like the CEO of Salesforce. I forget his name, but he's got a high energy, big vision for the company. So I'm a, I'm a fan of the management for Salesforce. Snowflake is projected to do twenty eight point eight percent year over year and twenty eight point five seven percent year over year for the revenue and EPS. So that's good growth coming from Snowflake. And yeah, other than that, I think we are good. There's a couple IPOs coming up for Metro's development, Amphorite Digital, and Nyax, which I, I explained in a past episode. So stay tuned for info on those guys. And I believe that that'll be it for today. And once again, marketpulse.io is the IG. Reach out to me with any question or concern, or if you want a detailed analysis of a stock, I can do it for you. Let me do the work so you don't have to, please. And <clears throat> yes, so that'll be that'll be it for today. Love you guys. Thank you for listening to the podcast and for making it this far. And make sure to leave a good review for me so it can go out to more people. And once again, here's my get a little little disclaimer. This podcast is for informational purposes only. It does not constitute financial investment or legal advice. The content provided is based on the host's personal opinions and experiences. Listeners are advised to conduct their own research and seek the advice of qualified professionals before making any investment decisions. The host and guests do not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information shared, and they're not responsible for the for any actions taken based on the content of this podcast. Investing involves risk. It's all risky. And past performance is not indicative of future results. The host and guests are not responsible for any losses or damages that may occur as a result of investments made after listening to this podcast. Once again, love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I will see you tomorrow. Thank you.